Welcome to Simple Truth, a weekly broadcast dedicated to the exhortation and equipping of the body of Christ. And now, here's Pastor Terrence Williams and Pastor Mark Wingfield. Hello, everyone. I am Pastor Mark Wingfield, and I'm here with Pastor Terrence Williams. Sam King is the producer of our show, and our show is Simple Truth Radio. Um, Simple Truth Radio started a few years ago um, with Sam and then Mike Adams and Bill McCaskill. Uh, It started as a radio program ministry, and then, of course, uh, uh, social media became a big part of it. And now we're primarily on Facebook, and then we have podcasts you can listen to on Spotify. Spotify or on Google Podcasts or on Apple Podcasts. And so uh, we're easy to find. Uh, I think we're pretty easy to listen to. Uh, We have a very simple format. We don't try to get too deep. We don't try to get too controversial. Um, We could go that route, but uh, we just choose not to. We we, uh, encourage uh, during the live stream, we encourage comments, we encourage feedback, we encourage... um, um, whatever. We encourage encouragement, um, anything to make the show a little bit more um, exciting and uh, and meaningful to you all, the uh, the listener. So, uh, Terrence, I guess as the, uh, uh, the season continues on, I guess we're 10 days from Christmas today, I think. It's December 15th. Um, yeah. Uh, would you say that, uh, that your life is getting any busier or any different, or is it pretty much just keep on trucking? Um, you know, having older kids now, it's probably a little less, uh, busy and hectic than probably some other, some other families Mm -hmm. might be, uh, experiencing. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's not too, not too, not too busy for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of normal. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's about how I see it. I'd say ministry wise, more than anything, uh, you know, we have some things going on, of course, at the church. And uh, I was telling Sam earlier, trying to make some end of the year visiting, and uh, and that's kind of fun though. That, that's not uh, hectic, really. That's I mean, things I got to make sure I get done, but it's all enjoyable things. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying this Christmas season so far, and uh, hasn't really felt much like Christmas. Uh, most of the time, it's been a little bit warmer than usual, and I don't complain about that a bit. Uh, I don't mind a little bit of Christmas, especially, you know, it, it is December, but, uh, but, but I don't think I'm going to complain about um, 60s and, 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 you know, even close to 70, which we've had some over the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Well, let's get started with our uh, first segment here. We um, uh, are going to talk a little bit about Christmas, and um, uh, this morning with a, a discipleship group I met with, we talked about Galatians 4. Um, verse four and five, which um, when you hear it, uh, I think some of you will be familiar with it. It's talking about the time um, before uh, Jesus um, when uh, then we were under the law, and um, it compares the law as a uh, as a guardian to to us that uh, that we were uh, you know heirs, but we weren't yet adopted. Um, uh, but it says that in verse four, it says, "But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son." born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Um, and I'm going to just stop right there because that's not the only verse I want to talk about. But um, according to this passage, Terrence, it says that uh, that God, um, in the fullness of time, when uh, when the time was uh, right, 
um, he sent forth his son. Uh, so the incarnation, the coming, the first coming of the son, um, God, the son putting on human flesh to uh, then walk and dwell among us and ultimately, of course, go to the cross for us and be resurrected. Um, it was all according to God's perfect plan. Um, and so when we look at the the uniqueness of the Christmas story, I guess first maybe I might ask you, you know, when you think about the Christmas story, uh, you know, whether it be the virgin birth, whether it be the shepherds, um, uh, you know, who were the first to get the announcement, um, whether you talk about the, 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 the manger, you know, where Jesus was born in that cave or stable or wherever it was, or, and other aspects of that story. I mean, are there any th- parts of that story that, uh, that could particularly strike you, um, as, uh, Hmm. God, that's an interesting way to bring in the uh, uh, the King of the Universe, God in the flesh. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Terrence? Well, I mean, uh, Jesus. Uh, you know, even though he was a king, uh, born to be a king, obviously he was born in a humble setting, uh, which is pretty fitting, you know, for the fact that. Um, uh, I can think of the fact that, you know, many people would have been seeking, uh, someone to be born a lot more luxuriously, maybe in a palace, maybe, uh, with more wealthy, well, wealthy surroundings. Uh, and to me, it kind of paints a picture. Look, you know, you really, really want to find, uh, the answers to life. A lot of times it's not the first place you might want to look. Um, you might not find the the hope of the world uh, and you definitely won't find him in a palace. You, you find him in a manger. Um, and, you know, the first place that people would seek a king would be in a palace. Yet these guys following the star and the shepherds, you know, Jesus didn't come into great fanfare. Um, right. other than the fact, well, I mean, he, he had great fanfare as far as, but as far as mankind, you know, Jesus just kind of, he was born in humble circumstances, uh, uh, right. not very noticeable to a lot of the outside world. And I mean, that paints a picture of the fact that we know that the Bible says that, uh, narrow is the path, uh, Narrow, you know, when those who seek him, you know, it's a narrow, narrow is the path, narrows the way. So uh, it's really going to take, it's really going to take some, uh, it's really going to take diligence uh, and a, a stern desire to find him uh, because he, uh, even though he's made himself known, he hasn't made it, uh, he hasn't made it easy and he hasn't made it by the world standards of what a king would be. I mean, you know, we we have the scripture in Isaiah, you know, for for unto us a, a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. Uh and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But yet he was still born, like like we've been saying, in a humble, humble circumstance, uh to a virgin, uh, uh a virgin girl. Um not very well known and uh pretty much in obscurity and so uh um, again if you if you're gonna find him you're gonna seek him 
And it's not necessarily going to be something that's glaring. It's not going to have fanfare. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be on a marquee or a billboard. He's going to be somewhere where you're going to have to really seek him when you when you search for your with your whole heart, as the scripture says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and the town of Bethlehem, nothing special about it, um, other than there were a couple things that happened, important things um, in the Old Testament that people, the Jewish people, might have known about, and of course David and his lineage. But uh, uh, Bethlehem wasn't uh, anything significant. And of course, um, growing up in Nazareth, in fact, um, you know, uh, when Jesus was an adult, he was mocked. <laughs> Um, for growing up in Nazareth, uh, what good could come out of Nazareth, right? And so, uh, you know, God, I, I suppose we can look at this a couple different ways. We could say, well, God could have chosen um, for the Messiah, for, um, um, for, for God the Son, to come into this world by any number of ways and any, um, you know, lots of different uh, means. Um, however, at the same time, I suppose we'd have to say this. Well, God, while, yes, I suppose he could have chosen um, Jesus to come into this world many different ways. The reality of it is I believe that God, just because of his character and his, um, uh, you know, who he is, he's actually bound to uh, to have had Jesus come into this earth in the absolute best way. Um, and while we make, because, because that's that's what God is, God does everything uh, the best. I mean, if, if we're willing to say, well, there could have been a better way for Jesus to come in, then, then we're challenging God being God. And, uh, and, and so we almost have to just say, well, God knew best. And so when it was the perfect time, he knew the perfect place. Um, you know, he had chosen this group of people. He had chosen these people for the Messiah to come through. And so everything God did um, in order to send Jesus to earth um, was actually the best way possible that could have happened. And, you know, the group of people, the chosen people, um, I, I got to, to have a really interesting conversation this uh, week or last week, I guess, with a couple messianic. Uh, Jews. And um, they were talking to me about all kinds of things. But one thing they were talking about was no real joy until you have seen a a Jewish person come to the realization that Jesus uh, is the Messiah. And the, the, she said, this is, it was interesting what she said. She said, that phrase, the chosen people, um, means something different to a Jewish person when they truly understand Jesus as Messiah because they are part of the chosen people throughout Scripture. And there wasn't anything special about them, but God chose them anyway. And uh, and then she kind of, you know, used that to talk about the parallel for salvation. And, uh, you know, that that's that's pretty significant. You know, God um, ordained every one of the details that, uh, that had to happen in order for Jesus to be born when he was born, to who he was born. And uh, and where, and um, it's it's a pretty fascinating story. And so, sure, you know, there's going to be people that are going to scoff at the idea that uh, Mary was a virgin when Jesus was born, and and there's going to be people that will uh, question the validity of the, the the angels coming and announcing to the shepherd boys. And then the uh, Magi traveling um, over several months, probably, to come and, and to, to see Jesus, all those things. Because, uh, yes, it is a fantastic story. But uh, uh, 
but as you said, um, throughout that story, as fantastic as it is, uh, the story reeks of of humility, and uh, and that is very important. I think that uh, that the Son of God came to this earth um, that first time, humble gentle, meek, uh, lamb-like. And of course, we talk about when he comes back, it'll be a lot different. Um, but, uh, but that is how he came um, the first time. And, uh, and really, there's no reason to believe that it was anything but the perfect way for him to come. Uh, because had there been a better way, um, then that would have been the way he would have come. And so, you know, as we celebrate this Christmas and we look at some of the neat things um, that, uh, that, that, that are part of that Christmas story, which, which we know the Christmas story really is not a very large portion of the Bible. Um, uh, there's not a whole lot of it, um, in fact, uh, um, in the Bible um, that we're told, but that parts that we are told, um, uh, it's precious, it's true, and, uh, and it certainly is an important uh, part of this time of season as we celebrate. Um, and then we know that, uh, that Jesus was almost uh, certainly not born in December, and so that doesn't even need to be part of the conversation today. Um, um, but we also know this is the time of year that we seem to focus on the uh, incarnation, and uh, I'd say let's just focus on it and be thankful for it. Linda says that uh, the, talking about the incarnation, talking about Jesus' birth, being an example of how God comes in his way, uh, not ours. And, and that's absolutely true. His ways are greater than ours and his thoughts are, are greater. And therefore we should, uh, if we were to have written the story, um, it would have looked differently, um, but, uh, but it wouldn't have been the perfect way that Jesus came. So um, anything else you want to share, Terrence, as we think about uh, and kind of wrap up this discussion on the, uh, uh, the story that we call the Christmas story? No, I mean it's just the the humble nature of of his first coming. Um, mm-hmm. I have to think that God did it the way He did it because He wanted people to purpose uh, to seek Him, have a purpose for seeking Him. Um, because by the world standards, like I said before, there would have been parades, there would have been uh, fanfare, there would have been a big, huge announcement. There'd be parties. There'd be there'd be all this, you know, all of this, uh, fanfare because that's the standard that man has. Uh, whereas Jesus just kind of slipped in among us, uh, born, uh, only those who really were looking for him, uh, celebrated and the rest of the people just carried on life as, 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 as usual. And, uh, much like yeah. today, uh, people are, Jesus has come and he's getting ready to return and people are living life uh, as absent of the fact that, that, that God has come and gone and coming back again. Right. All right, folks. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, that's it for this segment of simple truth radio, pastor Mark, pastor Terrence and Sam King until next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to Simple Truth. We look forward to bringing you new messages each week. Tune in next week as we hear from Mark Wingfield and Terrence Williams.